Hello and welcome to the 87% podcast with me, Emily Sexton-Brown. This week we are focused on new beginnings. Today I'm speaking with Katie Tucker, who together with her partner decided to take their two children around the world for a year. As well as it being an awesome idea, I was also keen to hear how the whole family coped mentally, how the adventure into the unknown actually fared, and what made them want to do it in the first place. So here we go, here's Katie. So hi Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much Emily for having me. No, I, I am so fascinated to hear about your story. It's so, so cool. So um, Katie Tucker uh, has just come back from a world trip with her family uh, for a year, is it? Yeah, so we left for uh, 1st of September 2018 and we got back last week. So it's about 10 months, but yeah, wow. around a year. Wow. So what made you want to do this fairly um, extreme thing? It's a big, big decision. And how old are your children? Um, so my children are, my eldest has literally just turned 10 um, this week. Um, so he was nine when we left. And my daughter is three and she's going to turn four end of July. Um, and I mean, we didn't, uh, my partner and I didn't ever do like the gap year uh, traveling thing like a lot of people do when they leave university um, we couldn't really afford it at that time um, and we've always really loved traveling and so about two or three years before we left we started thinking about oh you know wouldn't it be great if we could pull this off and go traveling around the world at the at the time I was trying to have a second baby so it's like okay let's wait to have the second baby wait a few years and then um and then just do it and we had the house had gone up in value I mean we were a bit lucky in a privileged Mm. position we could remortgage get a bit of um, equity out the house plus some savings and then I think it was over Christmas 2017 um you know that's when you start looking at the year ahead and and thinking like if we don't do it now uh we're never going to do it so Mm. January I think like the 6th of January 2018 I just Um, booked it (laughs) Um, and then it all kind of unfolded from there telling work getting excited about it Um, and then yeah and then we and then we've done it and we've just come back that's amazing so in terms of um you you know how how did that go down did you just what did what did you tell them or did you just have to quit so um I went for I you know called a meeting I was so excited I, I you know it felt like the right decision once we've booked and I was really excited about it so I just waited um for all the, the destinations to be finalized and the tickets to be booked and then I booked a meeting with my boss and I think he thought I was going to ask him for a pay rise or something and I think he was going <laughs> to actually start offering it and then I said actually that's not what I want to talk about um I'm actually but hold that thought for when I get back um, <laughs> I actually like I'm gonna um, like to take a career break and um I'm gonna go traveling and he was super supportive um, as were like all my colleagues and I gave them a long transition period so I told him I think maybe end of January beginning of February and they had all the way up until September so I had a lot of time to do handover Um, and I felt telling them in advance was also you know um, helpful helpful for for them to but everyone was so supportive and excited for us I think Mm. which which was absolutely great and my company actually offers a career break scheme where you can take up to five years um, and come back and be uh, a strong candidate for equivalent positions from when you left so um it's not a guaranteed job but it's you know pretty much a guaranteed job on return so that was really um useful as well 
Oh, perfect. So are you going back to your previous role now? Um, I'm not sure yet. I've got to, I'm seeing my boss in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not, I haven't really made uh, a firm decision yet. I, I think I'm going to just take the summer off, um, reset all the, the kids and everything, and then um, just see what kind of opportunities they have. Obviously, I've had a lot of time to think about, you know, is this really what I want to do? Um, is there, are there other things I want to do? I, you know, I, I really love to write a book and um, I was a trained journalist before I came, worked in product management. So I think the writing um, is pulling me a little bit as well. So I haven't really made um, a decision, but I feel, you know, in a good place um, and excited about, you know, what's going to come next. Wow. Well, that's, oh gosh, that's so exciting. But if we just circle back to um, the kind of key decision that was made and why you decided to do it, that that's what really is fascinating me. What what was it that made yeah, you think, I'm going to drop tools and go? In, I mean, we live in London. We're both working um, full time. I was working from home on a Friday, which gave us some flexibility. And my partner also worked from home a couple of days. And it's just relentless. I mean, you know, talk about the rat race. and But it was just getting um, overwhelming, I think, keeping mm. the house um, tidy and clean, picking up the kids uh, quite late every day from nursery. Um, my son stayed after school club until six every day. So by the time you get home, there's a real squeeze on family time um in the evenings and you're like rushing to get them to bed and then you're exhausted by the time they are in bed and it was just seemed to be um just kind of a negative spiral and it felt like we needed to take um time out like pause take a pause in life and just um yeah go away and just see uh how we felt when we come back and we definitely feel more refreshed and rejuvenated and actually you know we're quite happy to be back Right. Great. Great. Um, and so in terms of the trip itself, where did you where did you go? What was Yeah, the- so we went we started off um in the United States. We went to America and we did a road trip with a big R V with the for about three weeks. Um and then we kind of went we went to New York for a bit, drove to Canada and stayed there for about a month. Um we went to Costa Rica, Cuba, uh we went to Hawaii, Mexico. Japan, China, and then we ended in Vietnam. So it, we did eight countries in in total, um, and very different countries. We really yeah. went around the world. <laughs> wow! And with two young children, I mean, that mustn't have been an easy feat. <laughs> no, that's an understatement, Emily. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, I knew it was going to be tough. Um, you know. You've been on holiday with my children before uh and I've got quite a big age gap between my children there's six years so it's not like they're obvious playmates um my eldest would have you know has to make an effort if he's going to play with the three-year-old and he's not always up for he's not always up for that um and being around your children um 24 7 um for like I think it, we we were away for like 292 days and I think we had one afternoon off Davi's parents my partner came to join us in Canada for a couple of weeks and we we took a little bit of time one day to have lunch together but it's it's a big um it's a big strain I think on uh on family as well if you're not careful to have um I mean there's there is such a thing as too much family time I keep telling people like you know I've done my share I've done my share now um and so it was I mean and my little one Grace is uh quite you know feisty uh, personality um you know amazing girl but also very challenging and I think she did find you know there's a lot of day trips involved like at the beginning we went to see this you know went to the Great Wall of China we went to 
um, Chichen Itza, another great wonder of the world in Mexico. And so there's a lot of day trips involved where you don't know the answer to all the questions because you're on a tour and you're not quite sure what's coming next. And there's a lot of getting off the coach, coming back on the coach and um, dealing with all those transitions, I think, you know, was difficult for, um, for, for Grace at a lot of times. So towards the end, we kind of scaled back on day trips and started like splitting up I'd go with my son to do something and then I'd you know the other one would stay at home with Grace and then kind of vice versa so my son wasn't missing out on those day trips but at the same time we're keeping it a bit more calm calmer for for my little one um and that was obviously something you naturally learned as you said throughout the yeah trip. absolutely I mean I think you know there's a there's a lot of pressure um, there's a lot of families actually doing this on, on, on social media and we built up a following oh, as we were going around the world and, met, you know, we, we met up with some families and there's a lot of, um, actually, I didn't realise there's, there's loads of families out there travelling the world with their kids. Um, and a, they, they, a lot of people show, there's a big pressure to show the good side and, you know, the the smiles. But, you know, anyone who's got children knows damn well that, that you know, there's always a challenging moment or two in the day. So I kind of started to change my tone a little bit on Instagram and be a bit more open and honest about some of the challenges that we were going through as a family, um, you know, traveling the world, parenting in public all the time. You know, you've got, you're always in situations where there's a lot of other people watching and, um, and I, I was getting quite a good response, like not directly on the comments but in dms um, private messages people saying oh you know thanks for being so honest thanks for being so open like we're finding this really challenging as well and um etc etc so uh, that that helped i think opening those conversations with other people in similar situations um and yeah and obviously not having kind of a fixed abode for for the best part of a year and um and traveling with your with your family what you know what for you and the rest of your family were the sort of the hardest um things to deal with mentally yeah I think the time yeah sorry um I I think so I counted we've actually we slept in like 67 different beds um over the course of the the 10 months that's about an average of like four or five days in one place obviously sometimes we stayed much longer somewhere sometimes Mm. we stayed in a um, but that constant packing and repacking and unpacking and packing again. Um, I mean, there's always an excitement when you arrive in a new place. Um, and But there's also sometimes disappointment, especially in uh, some of the Asian countries where the standards of what Europeans would expect, for example, for kitchen and things like that, you know, they eat out a lot in China. So their kitchens aren't necessarily equipped to do like full meals all the time. Um, so there was always um, that kind of challenge around eating because my daughter on top of being <laughs> naturally challenging, also has food allergies and is allergic to egg and peanuts. And so, you know, there was always that um, where we're going to eat and, you know, having access to food and understanding allergens or um, and things like that. So that was, you know, moving around uh, is tough. And we actually, you know, we, we scheduled, uh, I thought it'd be better to schedule where we were going. So we picked the countries before, um, but we didn't pick, you know, we didn't decide what we're going to do within each country. So we stayed eight weeks in Mexico, for example. We knew where we were going to land. We knew what the flight out, but we didn't know what we were going to do in between. So we planned um, as we went along. But I think structure was really important as well um, for the kids to have some kind of routine, uh, which is quite difficult when you're always, you know, bedtime routines for three-year-olds when you're <laughs> moving beds every four yeah, every four weeks there was a lot of jumping in our bed <laughs> um, and was it a scary process at times because it was of the unpredictability yeah it is you have to kind of make peace with that I think at the beginning um uh I 
it was a bit it was tricky and I think um my son especially uh liked to know liked you know likes predictability he likes rules quite a lot and like to know how things work and sometimes you say you know I, I don't know how this works <laughs> Aiden I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to go down I don't know how long I'm going to have to stay in this queue for getting the visa for Vietnam or whether we're going to get our Jap- um, Japanese visa so there's a lot of um, you just have to be flexible and I think now we could deal with anything I mean we feel like we've done um, got ourselves in so many different uh, situations where you have to be strong for the kids you can't have a meltdown you have to kind of keep a a cool head and just hope and have faith that you know things will always um, sort themselves out which you know they 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 actually always always did but it is um, a bit of a a bit of a stress day to day which is why I think we did decide in advance which country so at least we had like a flight Mm. um, schedule um, Although in hindsight, you know, we could have done it either way, I think, um, in the future. But I think, yeah, that, that gave us some predictability, at least um, to know where what destination next. Yeah. And it sounds like from what you're saying, you know, you, you, you became I mean, you, you you might have been a very mentally resilient person before you started. But it sounds like you definitely went on a bit of a journey um, um, and you and your partner, perhaps and, and your children um, have all become more mentally resilient. Um, was was the trip in that? how you anticipated or did you think about that element of it before you went I I did uh, but I think I was a little bit in denial about how hard it actually was Um, although and you know I just want to be clear that we're in a very privileged position to have been able to even um, you know make this trip happen financially um, and also with our with our works and we're very very grateful for that at the same time it was harder. I, I knew it was going to be hard, but I think it, at times it was harder than I thought. And I really had to dig deep. And there's a lot of impact on the relationship as well, because, you know, there is not much time for the, a relationship when you're constantly planning and you have your children um, uh, all the time. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I've definitely grown um, stronger. And the kids as well, I think. Aiden, my son, doesn't realise, I don't think, necessarily the benefits at this point just turned 10 um and but you know absolutely be finding yourself in completely foreign environment not knowing what's going to happen next but still having to keep going um I think it's a great skill and I think you know I've been telling him that this trip will uh have benefits long after this trip is over and um I you know I'm, I'm quite positive about that that this has given us um yeah so much more strength and resilience as a family going forward uh, mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's much more than just a, a big holiday <laughs> yeah of course um and that, that the whole like fixed abode like moving around all the time thing you, you touched on it there was, was there any was was that fun for the kids well how did you and your partner feel about that was was that how you anticipated it to be as well yeah, I think sometimes we um, adults actually overthink things and it's quite um, good to st- see things through your ch- child's eyes because they don't worry half as much about the things that you do. Um, we, we got to some places and um, I remember in China, particularly where my partner was like, you know, within five minutes, he was like, oh, I'm just not feeling this place. You know, the, the photos were nice, but when we got there, the building was really run down. It was completely um, very, very local. And, you know, we struggled in China with the with the language, obviously, and they just don't speak English as much as any anywhere else 
in the world or where we'd been, um, which, you know, fair enough. They, they, don't, they, they don't have to speak English. But so we did find it a bit more challenging. And then the kitchen was um, quite dirty and we had to buy new pans and the beds were like just really uncomfortable and hard and we had to kind of the kids weren't complaining at all because there was a bit of a football theme so there's a few football cushions and there was a a big poster on the wall and in a way they were they were absolutely fine so we kind of you know said let's sleep on it and see if we have to change um, places tomorrow if we really can't stand it and then actually we decided that the kids are fine they're not complaining so we can put you know we can toughen up and just get through these next four for four nights um and then we're moving on to the to the next place and there's a lesson learned there in terms of okay maybe next time we need to ask a bit more questions about the kitchen or pay a bit more attention to the area um so you're learning you know I, and I think that was a big thing every every time we made what could be seen as a mistake or the wrong decision you're making so many decisions on a daily basis mm. um when you're abroad like that you just have to take it as a learning opportunity and try not to make the same mistake um next time really but even i mean just for another example we were in mexico um and we met this these kind of indigenous tribes and some of them actually still live in caves that you know they've got beds in there and they've got a little fridge and everything but they live in a cave and and we went in there and I was really, really shocked. I was thinking, oh, my goodness. And Aidan was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, can you imagine living in a cave, mum? And you're thinking, wow, he's just seeing this completely differently from I am. So I'm just going to shut up and like let him, you know, let me see it through his eyes. And this is this is just actually cool. This is not terrible. <laughs> um, so magical about it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And um... So I know you said earlier to me that you've just got back and you're sort of trying to find your, your headspace and you haven't quite thought the whole through, thing through yet. So this might be a bit of a big question. But can you tell me, like, as a family, what your best moment of the trip was and your worst moment? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the best moments was when we were in Costa Rica, I think. And we had um, a really nice, you know, be- beach uh, location. Um David was my partner. He was surfing every day. Uh, it was a big, big enough house for the kids to just kind of roam around. Beach was literally on the doorstep. Oh, wow. Aiden was loving the sea. The sea was like so warm. We're so spoiled with that beach. I think no beach has ever. Uh, it's in Samara in Costa Rica, if anyone oh, has been there. Or, um, and it's, it's not too built up. And it was just like, yeah, it just felt like perfect moment. We'd go to all together in the sea, like in the evenings when the sun was coming down. And it was just, yeah, it was really, um, we're in a good place then. Um, I think in, uh, there's a couple of, well, there's been a lot of, um, you know, places where we haven't been as <laughs> good either, but Hawaii was one of them. I had high expectations of Hawaii. I was going to um, have my birthday there and kind of planned it around that as well. Mm. And it actually, and we, we hired like a little camper van because um, Hawaii is so expensive. We thought, okay, we'll get a camper van and explore one of the islands that we were on. And it basically just rained and rained for like the whole time we had the camper van. So we ended up just being drenched and miserable and we got ill and feeling sorry for ourselves. Very, I was, I was, uh, I wasn't necessarily, and it wasn't what I expected Hawaii at all. It was really built up and Honolulu was, um, you know, just not as not what they sell the Hawaiian dream to be kind of really laid back and you know surfing and just really cool and chilled vibe it wasn't actually like that at all and so I was really disappointed with Hawaii and just wanted to leave but we had our tickets and we had to wait um kind of three weeks all together so I had to 
you know, I was reaching out to some um, of my girlfriends as well and just getting that you you have to have that bigger picture perspective because when you're just traveling the four of you, everything can get so intense. Everything seems like the end of the world. Oh, my kids are the worst behaved. You know, how come we're not enjoying this every single moment? You know, you're looking on Instagram and then like you call home, call your friends, which I didn't do as often as I probably should have done because I think there's that pride as well. Like, you know, we're doing this amazing trip. No one wants to hear me whinging on the phone, but you know, your good friends will be there for you and say, listen, Katie, what you're doing is amazing. Um, there's going to be good, there's going to be bad, but just keep the end goal in sight and you'll be fine. And that really, really helps. But yeah, um, Hawaii wasn't um, the highlight of our trip. <laughs> and, and I suppose overall, really, what, what's it taught you and your family about new beginnings and kind of stepping into the unknown? I think it, it's... Um, it just gives you that uh makes you more brave and and courageous i think to to pull this off um i think you know there's always confidence involved in taking a big step like this i didn't feel it was um i think the hardest thing wasn't necessarily deciding to do it or planning it it was actually doing it and you know i keep reminding um even my son aiden like he had to go back to school on monday that was his birthday and it was his first day back after 10 months and he was worried about you know not being forgetting his times tables or Mm -hmm. you know all that kind of thing and i was just like aiden look what you've done look what we've just achieved over Mm -hmm. the last 10 months and look around you see how many people have done that what you've done you don't you don't realize how you know how strong you are um and he's just like, oh, whatever, mum, whatever. But you know, it's true, and I think it's a it's a good reminder. Now we're back, not to get let slip in, not to be scared of um, you know changing things up or making big decisions because um, you know you come back and life hasn't changed that much. You know, your friends are kind of doing getting on with their lives, and um, to take that time out uh, and just do something that we will never forget, I think is. Um, yeah it's a it's pretty amazing I'm really proud of us oh it's really it's it's a phenomenal story and thank you so much for sharing it that's really really great thank you thank you Emily (laughs) 